going to open today's show with an Instagram direct message that I received last Friday. It said, I listened to your podcast today, and it was the first time I've felt kind of sad listening to it. A few years ago, I went through a psychosis and spent a long amount of time living out of my car, avoiding other people altogether. The only connection I enjoyed with people was listening to your podcast. I used to froth on listening to you guys riff about life and surfing while I was road tripping. I'm happy and healthy these days, but I still look back on those days and remember listening to your pod and feeling connected to some bigger time when I felt disconnected from everything. It would be an absolute shame to let your egos destroy something that is really cool and that is bigger than the both of you. End quote. Well, <clears throat> that certainly puts things into perspective, wouldn't you say? Obviously, my name is David Scales. This is Surf Splendor. That message was in reference to a discussion that I had on air with Scott Bass last week. This episode, this entire episode, is meant to just provide some clarity and, again, perspective on that discussion. This is the only time that I plan to discuss this. Uh, I don't want to sully any other episodes with something so petty, and I'm sure for the vast majority of the audience, banal. So that's your warning. If you don't want to peek behind the curtain, please go ahead and delete this episode now. Just check out. I'll be back next week with a new episode. You can enjoy that. Um, For anyone who wants to stick around, I do this because I've always viewed this show as a conversation, even when I'm giving a monologue like this. um, And that's because some of you have contributed financially, but a lot of you have also helped craft this show just through feedback. You've suggested guests that we've interviewed. um, And so it's really a collaborative effort. And I view you as investors of the show. And as such, I'm happy to provide this sort of transparency. I think this has actually been part of the charm of the show. So I wanted to give you this episode because, like I said last week, my allegiance is to you, the listener. And to be frank, I'm a little embarrassed by episode 161. I overreacted to Scott last week. I'll be the first to admit it. Actually, not the first. A number of people pointed it out before I was willing to admit it. But I did. I overreacted to Scott last week. He presented a topic that was well worth discussing, and it was actually something that I've been wanting to discuss for a very long time. But I was bothered that he brought it up on the air, and I felt that it was a little accusatory, so I squandered my opportunity to have a meaningful dialogue. And my emotional reaction kind of blocked my ability to engage in the conversation. Um, I'm afraid that I also kind of added to the confusion of the discussion by letting the interaction be characterized as a conversation about simply naming the show, when in reality, it was really a grander conversation about ownership and brand identity. And that doesn't actually make it any less petty, the fact that it's about brand identity and ownership instead of naming it's still super petty because there's nothing to own (laughs) you know the only value that scott and i have is the content that we create i think that he and i both know that the name of the show doesn't matter at all and if we if we actually changed the name of the show we wouldn't lose a single listener yet if either of us left the show we both lose plenty of listeners, and that is the absolute truth. 
So because you as the listener play such an active role, like that direct the direct message said, it's bigger than Scott and I. So I wanted to follow up episode 161 to say that from my perspective, I honestly think that this entire discussion results from one simple misunderstanding four years ago. And I'll get to that in just another minute. Um, I've probably gotten literally 50 emails that were lengthy with tons of great insight and feedback and unbelievable sentiments like the one I read at the top of the show. It has been simultaneously heartwarming and ego deflating. It felt like a therapy session, actually, um, hearing listeners point out our strengths and weaknesses with a shocking amount of accuracy. Even the stuff that isn't meant as an insult still really gives you uh, probably a more accurate perspective on oneself. And of course, that's never flattering, an accurate perspective, you know? It's much easier to um, have a glowing perspective of yourself. So one of my favorites was actually from Zach J, who said, David's almost too earnest, which again, wasn't even an insult, but I was like, dang, Zach, you are so, so spot on. I need to show some emotion. And um, Zach, actually, some of my closest people in my life would have complained about that exact thing, that I'm kind of like the tin man. So uh, I will try harder. I will try to emote more and give you less earnestness. But I would argue also that the fact that I overreacted to Scott last week proves that I have emotion. It proves that I'm not too earnest. Um, Although, I think those same close people in my life would probably also tell you that I love to argue. So, there's that. Um, Anyway, among the good, bad, and ugly feedback, there were really two incredibly strong consensuses that everybody formed unknowingly. Firstly is that Scott and I have a great dynamic together. The second one was that it would be a shame to end the show over something this petty. So I agree with those things, and I wanted to um, discuss where I find the misunderstanding. It dawned on me uh, 24 hours after I published that episode last week I listened back to it, and I really listened to what Scott was saying, and I realized that Scott's always viewed me as a co-host of his show, Down the Line. And that's the exact misunderstanding. The misunderstanding is that when I contacted Scott four years ago, I never actually asked him to co-host Down the Line. He never asked me to co-host Down the Line. I had already launched Surf Splendor, and he had actually launched Down the Line six years prior, but he had struggled to find consistency with co-hosts and with different platforms. So I proposed that we start something new together. So from my perspective, that's the exact moment of misunderstanding. When we agreed to working together, we didn't know one another, so we agreed that we should each record the show separately, meaning on our own devices, and then publish our own individual files to our respective feeds and and our respective audiences. That's why I always left the show title so vague as just surf news because i knew that we would need to officially brand it at some point in the future if we decided that our dynamic worked and if we decided that we were going to continue on that we would then 
brand the show. So the Surf News title has always been a placeholder, a non-name to me. Uh, I don't want to call our co-hosted shows Surf News, even though I found myself um, saying that last week, or maybe not saying it, but I found that's what ended up kind of being translated. I have zero attachment to the name Surf News. It's a default that I've been using until Scott and I have defined our relationship. And obviously, this conversation is probably four years overdue. So... Um, it's also obvious that this show has slowly grown over those four years. And so we're having that conversation now. And at some point along the way, I became responsible for the production of our co-hosted shows, recording it, sending Scott the file, which in my mind only further supported my own perspective that we aren't recording down the line. And again, not that that's right or wrong, it's just my perspective. And then after listening to Scott last week, it became abundantly evident to me that Scott's always viewed me um, and our relationship as me joining down the line. So the reason why I contacted Scott all those years ago, four years ago, was because I thought he was a fantastic host and that he was being somewhat handcuffed by his equipment and not fully being up to date with the emerging podcast platform. So I, I then, I had then, and I still have now a tremendous respect for Scott as a host and now as a co-host. And that's why I wanted to work together. Um, and why I wanted to help him provide consistency for the listener on the production side. The misunderstanding is as simple as that. I don't have any hard feelings whatsoever about the misunderstanding, and I totally see why Scott has his perspective on the situation, especially when he's referring to the show as down the line when we open and I don't object in any way. I never felt a need to object to him saying that simply out of respect for his legacy to down the line. Um, it's been a non-issue for me and it's actually the same reason I've never referred to our co-hosted shows as surf splendor strictly out of respect. And honestly, I could have easily have edited out his sign on with him saying down the line, I could have easily edited those out of the shows each week. But again, there was no malice. Um, It was a non-issue and it never even dawned on me uh, to do something like that until the accusations started flying on Instagram, you know, and I had to go into defense mode. Didn't have to, but I did. Um, And that's, that's really why I overreacted last week. And quite frankly, why I was hurt was because I felt like Scott was suggesting that I had done the last four years of work as a way to subvert his legacy with Down the Line and perhaps edge him out, where, I mean, honestly, my only goal ever was to produce the best content possible and even to elevate Scott, his Down the Line legacy, and to elevate any guest that I've ever had on the show. So after listening back to the show, I don't think that was Scott's intention at all to make me feel that way. I misread it in the moment and again, emotionally reacted, which blocked this type of constructive dialogue. Um, I do think that it all comes from, again, that simple misunderstanding and our poorly defined terms four years ago. I think it also very much highlights the absolute need to clearly define our roles and expectations, which I plan to do immediately. In light of everything that I've said here today, the only logical move for me would be to create a new identity for the show. 
it certainly doesn't make any sense for me to layer all the work that I've done in the last four years into a brand that Scott formed six years prior to us meeting. It also doesn't make any sense for Scott to fold those six years plus the last four into my brand, Surf Splendor. So the only thing that makes sense from a business standpoint, from a logic standpoint, is conveniently what I've been rallying from the beginning, um, and that is a rebrand, a new name that we both have 50-50 ownership of. Simple, fair, we lose zero listeners by changing the name. We both have shared pride in the show, an equal amount of pride in the show. I think that we both agree that from the listener's perspective, the show that we're actually delivering to listeners, that we both provide 50-50 value to the end product, regardless of how the actual workload is divided. When you listen to the show, it's 50% rad because of Scott and 50% rad because of me. So I'm totally cool with the current workload and the current everything, actually. I don't mind doing the production for the show. Um, We just need to agree upon a name and an identity. So Scott mentioned last week that he's having some technical difficulties getting his feed to update onto iTunes. I sent him my best analysis of the problem, trying to help guide him through it. I have very little information. The only information I have is what he mentioned on the show. So in the meantime, um, until he gets that sorted out on iTunes, which between my feedback and a little bit of time on Google and some references that I sent him, I'm sure that he can sort it out. Uh, So in the meantime, though, you can listen to any of his down-the-line shows directly on his website, boardroomshow.com, and it also looks like he set up an additional temporary solution on a site called Audio Boom, and so his um, link there is in the bio of his Instagram. The link is audioboom.com slash channel slash down-the-line surf talk radio, and again, that's in his um, Instagram, which is at Boardroom Show. You could just link right to it on his bio if you want to listen to any down-the-line programs. And this weekend is, in fact, his The Boardroom Show, which is the surf industry's biggest surfboard trade show. He and I will be there together. Uh, if There's probably still some tension between he and I, so if you want to see us together, in the midst of that, feel free to come check that out. And um, he's I bring that up only to say that he's actually been completely focused on the boardroom show this past week. And uh, he and I are planning to have all of these conversations next week. So for the record, I totally plan to continue our relationship. I plan to create and to find a mutual solution, uh, mutually beneficial solution, mutually agreed upon solution. And I plan to do it with a lot more thorough communication, and clarity. Again, um, this whole debacle has really revitalized my passion and focus for this show. So there's a lot more content to come. I've got a lot more, I don't know, drive and definition. And I've created a lot of different show formats over the years. And I think that three or four of them have really consistently um, gotten great response. And so I'm going to kind of delineate what those are, focus on those things, commit to a production schedule on those things. And, um, and I don't, there's actually more news, but I'll discuss that in a future episode. A lot of these ideas that I've had in this focus that I've had, uh, in the last week came from the Instagram 
Instagram comment section. I think we had nearly 100 comments on that last Instagram. So thank you for that. And again, it matters. You know, like I read them all. And if you sent one, if you were one of the 50 emailers, you know, I sent a very thorough response as well. So um, again, it's a collaborative process. And I'm really grateful for your feedback and for listening to this. So anyway, enough of all this icky drama and uh, even more icky business side of things. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be back on Tuesday with an episode with Kyle Tierman, who I did an episode with in um, October, but he was in town this past weekend for the Big Wave Awards, and we chatted about that, the Big Wave Awards. We caught up uh, since his last appearance on the show. He tells me about doing ayahuasca down in Costa Rica, um, really, really interesting stuff going on in his world. And so you can look forward to that. Um, He's actually launched a podcast since I last recorded, and he's pumped out 25 episodes in that time with um, interesting people in and outside of surfing. So we chat about his podcast. We chat about his experience starting the podcast, the the learning curve that he's had to go through, and uh, just have a two podcasters having a conversation about podcasting. So you can look forward to that on Tuesday. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for helping us navigate the waters of this show. I really do appreciate it. And until then, of course, this is David Scales for Surf Splendor, reminding you to wash away all this drama, get in the ocean, get a couple waves, and shred on. Got a good thing. Got a good thing. Got a good thing going, got a good thing going, got a good thing going wrong. Shivering rivers on top of midday dream. Drunk men walking on a balance beam, but what the hell I'll ride it. While the hills are undressing. And the fading is strong Guess you can't fit an ocean where it doesn't belong Yeah, well, we tried it It occurred to me as the sky came down You really miss the flying when you're standing on the ground it's a good thing Yes, it's a good thing It's a good thing we never Good thing we never Knew what could be found Either way, I'm 